across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to From the Terraces uh, this Sunday, the 5th of February. Lots of football to talk about today. We like it when there's football on. Even Histon get to play today. Yesterday, even. We'll be talking to all the usual people, more on that in a second, but you can talk to us, you can uh, reach us on uh, uh, email, studio at cambridge105.co.uk, at studio at cambridge105.co.uk, or you can text us 07919 070490. I managed to catch hold of virtually every manager, we're going to try and get Robbie live later on, that should be interesting, hopefully we can manage that, but we'll get Matt We've got Lance, we've got Darren and uh, Paul from the women's game and, of course, Mark as well. Uh, it was a, a fantastic draw yesterday for Cambridge United, um, but uh, uh, good points that we didn't perhaps expect to get, especially in light of recent performances, but not last week's. Histon uh, were three up inside of 13 minutes and went on to win 3-0 um, and uh, City uh, managed a 1-0 win against Shepshed Dynamo Histon's win of course with Bug Burks and Michael, sorry I should have mentioned that in the women's football, United had a creditable nil or draw against QPR. They're uh, playing at home this afternoon, more on that later. And uh, City lost 8-2 to Ashford. They're also playing at home today as well. We'll talk about both of those games later. But before all of that, we will talk, as usual, about Cambridge United. So, uh, a, a good result yesterday. I think everyone would have taken the draw before the game, um, especially on balance over the last uh, many, many weeks. Um, although, to be fair, last week's performance uh, probably raised some hopes that we might do better than that. And at one stage, it looked like we might do. Uh, we've got Matt on the line. Matt, you there? Hey, Tim. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I, I thought in the end, I mean, we, we could argue that last week started to raise hopes, started to see a defence that was playing well, started to see a ball going through the middle and, and meeting up with uh, the attackers. And although we didn't score, we created some chances and certainly looked far better than we had in many, many of uh, the games in the uh, previous uh, two or three months. Um, and we uh, we went up, 1-0 up. And to be fair, in the first half, we looked like uh, the side that was going to go and take that game the only disappointment for me was that we didn't make as much of the pressure as we should have done we missed a penalty that's unfortunate that's the way it happens but there were other chances as well and it's one of those things that I think we've got to make sure that we deal with in future is that as the strikers start to get better and better which again from yesterday's performance seems to show that they are as the team starts to play better we really have to make more of the chances we're creating yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it was a really good game yesterday, it has to be said. Um, you know, really interesting game. 
we you slowly we we started slowly in the in the first half and obviously it was which are a very good side we know that um, loads and loads of quality in their team and you know for the first sort of twenty odd minutes or so. Um, you know, they they looked like they they it was going to be a long afternoon for us. You know, they had this pin back and you know playing the long diagonal balls in and trying to come through the middle. Um, you know, we tried to you know make it as compact as we could to you know force them out wide where you know the three centre halves could deal with the crosses coming into the box. Um, and then yeah, as you say, you know the the, the chance came which which came out of nowhere. Our first shot on target, and uh, you know. I, and I was just saying to, to people around me uh, when Harvey scored the goal, I said he hasn't he hasn't done anything in the game so far, and then he went and scored. So you know it was it was a good, you know, a good strike, a really good finish from him. And then as you say, you know, for, for towards the end of the first half, uh, you know, we were the better team. We created a lot of chances, plenty of corners and set pieces. Um, that as you say, we you know we need to do better. Uh, with against the you know the the teams in and around us and uh, yeah we missed and we got the penalty you know well you know nailed on penalty as well and uh, yeah it, it, it was unlucky you know it's a really good save by the goalkeeper um, you know I could see you know from the NRE I could see that he was going to die that way uh, but you know it, it's a it's a lottery with the penalties, you know, they either go in or the goalkeeper saves it or, you know, the striker puts it over the bar, doesn't he? So, um, but it, it hadn't didn't damper us towards the end of the first half, but the, the key thing for us was to try and ride out that first 10, 15, 20 minutes in the second half when we knew it, which were, were going to come at us and really put us under some pressure. Um, which is exactly what they did. Uh, you know, the three substitutions at half time, you know, changed changed the game in their favour again. They got the equaliser as well deserved, you have, you have to say. And um, you know, right up until about the seventieth fourth minute it only looked like there was gonna be one winner, uh, which was Ipswich because of the amount of pressure we were under. But, you know, we, we rode out the storm, we rode our luck a little bit, and then, you know, the the last fifteen minutes we really put them under pressure, the atmosphere went up a, a notch again. And um, yeah, you know, potentially if we if we'd have taken our chances and you know all the set pieces that we had, if we'd have done better with them, we could have, we could have easily got three points. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's a great performance from the players. It's a great point, and uh, you know, there's 18 games left, and if we play like that in in those 18 games, it, there's absolutely no way that we're going to go down to Bar unless so, or everybody gets injured again, of course. Yeah, don't say things like that because <laughs> we can't be doing with that again. Uh, I mean, and it's official. I was looking at the football webpage's predicted table based on home and away form and points per game and all of the all of the things you can do to predict uh, what's going on. And we will finish. I think last week we uh, we. We came out of the relegation zone in that table this week. We're still out of it. Uh, six points, no, four points ahead of uh, MK Dons, Burton Albion, Accrington and Forest Green, who are apparently the ones that are going to go down. I still think we'll actually finish higher than that. I think Morecambe uh, are patchy at best. Um, and I think there's others that uh, you know could, could even find their way down. If we can play the way that we played 
the last two games um, since we've got uh, you know the 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 the, the transfer window uh, done and dusted um, and got those players into the side. Managed to injure one, but uh, the rest of them are okay. Um, apart from our latest signing, of course, which was bought knowing that he was going to miss a couple of games. And I, I, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a minute because it's it's interesting the reaction to that. Um, but I think you look at what we've what we did. Um, last week and Mark was keen to say it doesn't mean anything in isolation it's a good result but we have to make we have to capitalize on that we have to do well again next week Um, and indeed the week after that and for 17 more weeks after that one and and that's the way we're going to get ourselves out of trouble we can't rely on results around us Burton proved that yesterday by uh, winning in the very dying seconds of the game and and keeping us in the uh, you know the relegation zone, so we have to do it on our own. And to do that, we have to put those performances together consistently. And I think what I saw yesterday was was good because we we went ahead and we we stayed ahead in a way that didn't mean we backed off and, and, and give them lots of room and invite pressure onto us, um, although that did come in the second half, not so much the backing off, but the, the pressure that we were under. But even when that came, I think the defence is at a, a, a you know, a, it's a, a, a million miles from where it was even only three weeks ago. Uh, and yeah, Lloyd-Jones coming back was a huge thing and we, we hope that uh, the precautionary removal of him for a tight groin, I think it was, is, is not going to hamper him. At least it wasn't his shoulder. That was the thing I was looking for most when he went down was, was he grabbing his shoulder? But he wasn't. Um, and that would be a real problem if it, if it do, if he's going to miss games but there is you know George Williams came on and did a, in the circumstances did did a really good job and i think that back unit whether we're going to play three whether we're going to play four is now so strong that it does give you that confidence that we're not going to be shipping goals and that's a good thing because we're not scoring masses of them uh, at the moment although it's starting to look a bit like uh, we, we're getting back to form there as well but you don't want to be too early on that one so I, th- I think overall the performance gave me the you know the optimism that I think we'll still avoid relegation and I don't think it'll be down to the last couple of games of the season although it could be with what Accrington and Forest Green yeah, exactly. And um, the issue is, as like I say, you know, you, we've got to go and do this for for another eighteen games now, and we're going to come up to a, a period where we're going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday again. And um, you know, it, it's can the players do that? Uh, you know, for for all those weeks, and and it's going to be the the intensity and the pressing that, you know, that we have put in, you know, against Lincoln last week and yesterday it was a little bit different where, you know, we did kind of give the ball to, to Ipswich in, in particular areas. And then when, when they got into, you know, specific areas into our half, you know, we, we pressed them a bit higher and then, you know, we were looking for the, 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 the ball to, to Sam Smith, who, you know, I thought was excellent yesterday. And, uh, you know, apart from his first touch and, you know the uh, the Lions been given a few dubious offsides yesterday, as, as we might talk about uh, at some point as well. Um, you know, I thought his off the ball running and his off the ball work was was fantastic, and uh, you know the the back five, if you include Liam Bennett and James Brophy, and that you know all had good games. Uh, as we say, we hope Lloyd Jones isn't injured again for a, for a long term. 
uh, spell after you know missing him for for a couple of months. Um, you know, I, I just think it was the intensity of the game and the pressure we were under that probably caused it more. You know, we have to remember he's only been back for two games after you know uh, after an injury. So you know, it, it's one of them. So even if he misses next week's game at Barnsley, it's it's probably not going to be as as much of a an issue because there's a bigger game, uh, you know, Tuesday against Cheltenham that we'll need him for. So, but as you say, George Williams came in on on that left hand side and and, and did really well, uh, you know, too. Um, obviously, the, the lack of pace for that defence in, in some cases is the hardest thing. But as you say, you know, we, we were very good when we took the lead. Um, you know, we, we kept the pressure on when we needed to. It gave us a bit of confidence to take the game a bit more to it, switch in the first half. That's what led to the penalty. Um, you know, the, the pressure and the intensity was raised with the goal and the confidence flowing into the team. And um, as I say, you know, you don't end the first half as strongly as what we did. You know, if you don't have that confidence and, and yes, we, we conceded early in the second half, we knew that pressure was going to come. Um, it, it was always going to happen, but we, we it rode out the storm. It, yeah, it was a bit of luck, but it's the kind of luck that we've lacked uh, throughout most of this season. So maybe the, the luck is turning again in, in our favour. But, you know, it, it was the type of gritty performance, you know, very organised, you know, well-drilled, you know, hard-working side that, you know, we loved last year. And it was starting to show again that it's coming back to fruition. And as I say, as long as other players don't get injured and, and the key players and we still get our, you know, the injured players, are, you know, are slowly coming back again or getting closer to being on the pitch and making themselves options... That means Mark can give these players a, a rest, some players a rest and bring other players in and challenge those players coming into the team to go out there and match that intensity. Um, so, you know, it, there's a lot to be bright about, you know, as I say, you know, it's been two very good performances. Uh, but as we know, you know, it's got to be that urge of caution because, as you say, we don't want it to go to Accrington away and Forest Green at home as the, as the last two games of the season. We'd rather be safe, you know, with three, four games to go where we can relax a little bit. And, you know, some of the, you know, the youngsters, hopefully, who've you know, been really impressing in the Youth Cup can come into the first team and, you know, have a couple of games to, to see how they do for, you know, potentially next season. So, but, you know, a really good week again. But, yeah, as I say, you know, it's 18 more games to go now, Tim, and uh, we've got to keep doing it every single week. Yeah, we have. There's, there's certainly there's certainly no rest uh, from a from a, a squad perspective. Uh, but the the good thing is, as you pointed out, we actually looked at the uh, bench yesterday, and we had players on the bench that you wouldn't mind putting on there. No disrespect to the younger lads who've been in and uh, and filled seats, but uh, you wouldn't necessarily want them playing. Um, so I think that was uh, a, a real key thing, and it's really starting to look good. Touch lots of wood that nobody uh, nobody gets injured. Let's listen to what Mark had to say following the game. Mark, a supreme effort from your side today against one of the division's big hitters, a deserved point and is that the blueprint of what you want to see from your side going forward now? Yeah, in, in some respects, yes. Um, I think that's the level of physical commitment, intensity, organisation we've got to get to to get our points and 
that's where you build momentum and confidence and that's where it comes from so um, we, we knew after last week we were really pleased with the performance last week at Lincoln we needed to add a bit more creativity to our game if we could today against a, a superpower at the level really I think they're a brilliant team um, and we knew how tough that would be but we, we wanted last week to be a platform that we could build on and we certainly have built on that today you know you look at the season we've, we've won a decent number of games for where we are in the table we want to have won more but obviously our draw column is very very low and in the last couple of weeks we've um, we've ground out results and, and today probably more than ground it out um, and, and taken a really really important point so we are um, delighted with the point and the performance and it gives us another little one to build on as we turn the page towards the, the next 18 games the game I guess unfolded as we expected lots of defending to have to do you had to be controlled disciplined and lots of grit in there and take your chances as you said during the week when they fall for you and Harvey Nibb certainly did that in the, in the first half it was a super hit from him yeah I thought him and Connor in midfield were brilliant today they had to work incredibly hard it's, it's why we put Nibs in the team really we needed athleticism to, to get about the middle of the pitch um, and we needed a little bit more of a goal scoring threat in the team we hoped that he would be able to give us that from midfield being honest we thought it might be more from a situation where he's arriving late in the box but he's he struck one I mean so sweetly it's a brilliant strike and a really good goal um, and I thought his performance was very very good I, I thought across the board really I thought the intensity of the game was very good I thought the two wing backs a brophy difficult for him to get out because of how high Wes Burns plays but I thought Benno did it brilliantly and drove up the pitch and gave us a real uh, real determination in his game so yeah we were really pleased with the, the impact that uh, Harvey made but a number of the players carried out the game really well against a team that make you suffer they dominate the ball against everyone they have every area of the pitch that they dominate apart from the day, the opposition's 18-yard box and the space outside it. So we knew we'd have to be brilliant at defending our box. We knew we'd have to transition from attack, from, from defending phases really well. And we knew we'd have to find moments where we could control the game. And we didn't do it perfectly, but we did it well enough and we're really happy with the outcome. Yeah, certainly dogged and, uh, and gritty in midfield. And one of those players, Conor McGrandles, he wins the penalty in a period where you're making it a little bit uncomfortable for Ipswich. Could the referee have perhaps held his nerve and just waited instead of giving the spot kick straight away yeah Joe, I haven't actually seen that back at the time I turned around as soon as he blew his whistle and I was thinking right is he going to send him off or not because I don't even know the rules anymore no one does but um the, the obviously we carry on and score the goal so I, I don't really know is the answer I mean he's given a foul and in a moment where everyone sort of stops probably because he gives the foul so I don't I don't know if he should or he shouldn't that said it's a moment for us to go ahead and, and had we scored that and gone ahead at two it might have been a slightly different game or a context of the game certainly changes so it was a shame that we weren't able to do that but at the same time it's a decent save and um, it came in a moment where we were in, in good control or good momentum spelling the game and it's really reflective of the type of player Connor is um, a nice little Cambridge reference for people he's got a bit of Luke Berry about him and the way he gets around the pitch and jumps on people he's a, he's a brilliant player with bags of energy and we're really happy to have him in terms of the second half it was as tense as you could probably imagine probably the more, most tense tension we've had here at the Abbey this season how important was it for your side to keep their nerve keep a cool head after the equaliser yeah, and the goal, the goal came fairly, uh, fairly early. I thought they made good changes at half-time. We knew that one was coming and then it, it happened to be three. Kyle Edwards is an absolute athlete machine down the, the left-hand side. He doesn't usually play there, but um, he got 1v1 and just 
ghosted past us and, and they score the goal and then you think the momentum's really with them. You knew they're going to come out flying in the second half. But I thought we, we showed a really good temperament to stay in that and, and the experience and composure that some of the players that we brought in bring to the team I think really helps. Um, so we got through that period very, very well and actually we found some moments where we could control well ourselves and we were always a threat on a counter-attack. Brophy puts Sam in on a like through the eye of a needle and it's the tiniest heavy touch that... Um, nearly gets through 1v1 and, and the goalkeeper intercepts but there were moments like that I think in the second half but I thought we played with good composure against a team that just put more and more bodies in the attacking third of the pitch um, and it's always nervy because we're, we're saying we can't go and engage them high we can't jump and press from midfield too early um, so you know they're going to get to that part of the pitch quite often and you have to defend that bit brilliantly which we did so fair play because um, the boys had to work really hard to do that so we were pleased with that you yeah, showed the experience in Michael Morrison. Lloyd Jones obviously had to come off part way through, but Ryan Bennett is getting fitter and fitter, and some crucial save from Dimmy near the end as well. Yeah, look, they made a, they've made a difference, haven't they? They've, they've given us everything that we wanted. There's a good personality and endeavour about the team there, and um, they've lifted everybody. I think everybody's performance level's gone up, and, and training's gone up as well. So hopefully, we can continue to see that over the weeks ahead. Lloyd Jones, uh, as we said, off during the second half. How's he doing? It it looks fairly innocuous, but obviously a bit of trouble there for him. Yeah, just a bit of a tight groin, really. I mean, he suffered a little bit this week. We we played him at Lincoln last week, a um, bit too early, being honest, because he'd been out for five weeks and hardly done anything because of the weather and he picked up a concussion in training so he went into that and then he felt like he did a bus really for the rest of this week so he's not done much this week and he's suffered a little bit going into the game but we managed to get him through a decent part of it George did really well when he came on it's a tough game to come on in when you're defending quite deep as we were but I was really pleased with um, with how he did and, and hopefully that settles down with Lloyd in the next couple of days and it's nothing more than just tightness really um, and, and we'll hopefully see him next weekend but obviously we'll find that out early in the week in terms of elsewhere in the squad, no Fajiri Okanabiri uh, around today. What's the situation with him? Yeah, Fajiri's sick today, so um, he wasn't able to make the squad. So Brandon came back in there. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll see where he's at next week. But really pleased with um, really pleased with the, you know the togetherness of that squad at the minute is good. The players that are, were on the bench and have maybe come out the team or, or uh, out of the squad are, are really driving together and driving each other. So we're, we're really happy with that. And you know. It, it's been ages since we've had to leave people out of a squad. Months, actually. Um, but that's where we are at the moment. So we've got a strong squad as a consequence of that. So players will come in and out, but um, hopefully we can uh, really drive each other. You wanted to build on the platform of the, the draw and the, the clean sheet up at Lincoln last Saturday. You got that today. How, how big a point is this in terms of you know confidence going forward, Mark? I think for that, yeah, definitely. We want to take as many points scoring days as we can. We said about backing up good, good results with results. I think that's important for us to build some build some of that confidence and that resilience in the team. Um, and it is a it is a big point because it's probably one that no one expected us to get. But it, it gives us a, a boost and it shows us the level that we know we can get to and we need to get to again because we've got a, another tough game next week. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't disagree with anything that he said there. I mean, his excitement at having to leave people out of the squad, I perhaps wouldn't call it excitement, but his, his realisation that now he can leave people out of the squad because we've got lots and lots of people, the travelling squad, that is. I mean, so uh, it, it, that is good. The, the interesting thing to come up from that, actually, Matt, is that I think at the end of this season, we have 16 players, including three of the four uh, January signings who will be out of contract. Uh, uh, ben Strang must be fairly busy at the moment yeah, yeah I think he, will, he definitely will be that's for sure um, yeah of course it's, it's always a tough 
situation um and it was i'm sure mark was well aware of it you know even at the beginning of the season uh obviously jack lancaster signed a, a new two and a half year deal um you know in in january as well so you know he's one player off the list the the issue is of course tim is when you when you look at the uh you know the squad right now and there are lots of there are lots of players that probably do have their eyes on bigger and better things. You know, it's Sam Smith, your Harvey Nibs have obviously had, you know, transfer offers in, in the summer window and the January window. So, you know, I think we can automatically write those two, you know, off the list in terms of staying with us for next season. Um, you know, Lloyd Jones, I think, will be another that will get picked up by, you know, either a bigger League One club slash, you know, lower championship side because he's been our best player uh, for the most part this season. Uh, Demi Mitoff's obviously had his, you know, had people looking at him from performances of of last season as well. So, you know, the, the good thing is, is that the, the squad seems to be together, though. The squad seems to be fighting for each other. Um, you know, we we accused the, a lot of the players, uh, you know, throughout sort of September through till December, you know, of taking their eyes off the ball and, you know, potentially not putting 100% effort in because they felt that they could have gone elsewhere. And, you know, that's not just the individuals I've named, there's probably a few of the other players as well. Um, but now they look a lot more together. They look, uh, you know, a lot more focused and, uh, you know, willing to put in the, the hard yards to try and secure our survival because, you know, as I say, if, if they manage to do that this year when we've been so poor, you know, uh, it, it's it's all good, you know, publicity for them and their agents and everything else, you know, look at what we've done. We've kept this team up and, you know, but let's be honest, quite basically, we, we shouldn't be in this league, you know, we, we, we're supposed to be struggling or slash, you know, be a League Two side. So, um, you know, as long as they're focused and they're concentrating on what they're doing now and then, you know, obviously the sun will bring whatever it brings and, uh, you know, Mark will have a clear idea of, of what type of team he'll need for next year. But on the plus side, Tim, like I said, you know, with 16 players out of contract and if, you know, a few or if all of them go, he's able to bring in fresh new faces and he's able to, you know, potentially mould a new team that, that he wants and he'll have a little bit more money to play around with than, than what he has had recently because, you know, some of them will be on quite a big wage and he can use that for, you know, uh, you know different types of players. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, that's, that's a summer discussion, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, they're, they're fighting for it now and, and that's what we want to see. Absolutely. And you, can, you, can, you can't, there's the, you just can't, can't talk about the, the performance on Friday without talking about the commitment that was shown, the fact that at the end of the game, Brophy managed to run 60 yards down the pitch faster than Lincoln have seen him run uh, all season and Liam, Liam Bennett, I don't know what he's taking uh, or is it just the, 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 the abundance of energy in youth, is that what it is nowadays? Uh, he just runs and he runs and he runs sometimes a little bit too, uh, too, too um, naively I think he needs to learn when to play the ball and when to 
move the ball into the corner when you're playing out a game uh, you can't fault him because his crosses kind of go in but that doesn't mean necessarily we're going to make a chance out of it that he's not better holding the ball up a little bit but other than that you you can't fault his his effort uh, Lynchy's texted in finally a game that was quite enjoyable and where we can finally take more positives than the negatives saying that I felt it was two points dropped after the first half we put in which I think based on the first half you'd certainly look at that I think in the second half I think it became obvious of the class of Ipswich but we'll talk about we've talked about that first 10 minutes we came under a lot of pressure which was to be expected and it was looking like the game was going to be like the away game at Ipswich but thankfully we grew into the game uh, and you can thank Matt and I for slagging nibs off for doing absolutely nothing then uh, bangs in a goal, great goal 10 seconds later really hopes Jones is not out for too long as I'm really liking the look of this back five I think if we did go down Jones will go but might we still have a solid defence I think that's I think your point about people leaving will certainly happen if we don't stay up um, some of them may choose to stay if we do stay up and give it another year we'd have to see uh, I only have two issues from the game when Ipswich are so bad in the first half the manager made three subs at half time which revitalised them when we conceded and could see we were struggling Bond should have changed it uh, a little bit earlier the Ipswich defence was not the quickest and we really should have taken Big Joe off and either stick Nibs up front with Smith or get tri- Tracy up top which we did but but yeah you could argue it was a bit later than, uh, than made sense uh, when we take free kicks to put crosses in Bennett should be on them every time and he's clearly the best crosser of the ball I'd moan about the lino but I'm sure Matt will do that during the show we haven't done that yet we might do that in a minute last but not least I really hope the club have reported the Ipswich goalkeeper for what he did um, he assaulted a steward in front of the NRE and there was another incident with the ball boy I, I didn't see the steward bit um, but I did see he, he pushed over the ball boy and I the, the interesting thing was the ref saw it and he didn't do anything and I, I was surprised that the referee didn't have a word with him at the very least and possibly book him didn't see what yeah. happened with a stu- uh, with a steward but you can't have that you know yes he gets grief that's the, that's the game you you can't you can't complain about that when you when you're there in front of the uh, away fan uh, the home fans um you know you might not like it but then the fans can't be upset when they give it back which seems to happen sometimes oh he's not allowed to talk back to us well of course he is if you're talking to him he can give it back and you should be uh, you should be expecting it but i think what he did from what i saw of the ball boy looked a bit uh, a, a it looked wrong and it should have uh, the ref should have done something yeah absolutely I think he, you know uh, in the cold light of day whether you know the club reported for what he did with Stewart because obviously that's that's leading to to issues because they're giving up their time and you know and energy to to keep an eye on the, on the fan to make sure everything's safe so um, you know I didn't see it properly but you know I, I heard it all and obviously as I say you know hopefully the stewards put a report in or the club will put a report into it switch and, and the goalkeeper will come out and apologise and pushing the ball by ball boy and you know punching the, the ball out of his hands and whatever you know at the end of the day it was, it was unacceptable I understand he wants to get on with the game and obviously deep into stoppage time they they want to get the ball moving but yeah that you know that's not fair again and I, I think that's something that's that's got to be looked at as well so it'll be interesting to see whether it's included in the referee's report and you know maybe the the FA will issue a, a fine but yeah just completely unacceptable yeah. behaviour to, towards those two yeah, I, I, I'll mention the lino because that decision at the end, the offside decision <laughs> where, where we, we where we nearly took the game, that was. Ne- I mean, literally, we were level with that, and we could clearly see he was onside by a good two, three feet. Uh, terrible decision, but then he made poor decisions all game. I think the linesman on the uh, main stand side. So, uh, you know, that's that's just the way it goes. Well, it's uh, Barnsley uh, next week uh, again. Another 
it, another good side, top end of the table uh, in form. Um, that's going to be a difficult one. But before we get to that, of course, we've got the uh, FA Youth Cup um, on, I think it's Wednesday against Sheffield United, I'm going to say. Is that right? I think it is, isn't Sheffield it? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, that's right. Sheffield Wednesday. Um, uh, I mean, it's they, they've done just a, a quick minute on that, Matt, because they've just had the most amazing run. Yeah, again, um, you know, they did it last year as well, didn't they? And uh, you, you let's hope that they, they can carry on, beat Sheffield Wednesday. We're at home, you know, we upset Chelsea in the last rounds, which, are, you know, pleased my family massively because most of the, the in-laws are Chelsea fans. So, um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good result for the, the, the youngsters. And, the, and if they do beat Sheffield Wednesday... I think they're either away to Watford or Arsenal in the next round, which means they'll be going to either Vicarage Road or the Emirates. And, you know, hopefully it is Arsenal so they get their big day out at a massive stadium. Yeah. Because, yeah, again, they deserve it, don't they? They that, played really well. They did, and that, that will be huge. Matt, thanks very much uh, for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. There we go. That's uh, that's Matt. Let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge City. Hopefully I've got uh, uh, Robbie on a call. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So hopefully, I'm just uh, trying to get uh, Robbie into this call, um, and we may have to do this on the phone because he's not showing up, but I know he's joined. What's going on here? Let's see if we can find him. Oh, there he is. Says that he needs admitting. There we go. We'll admit him. And uh, now we have to wait two seconds while it connects the audio, and hopefully, uh, Robbie, are you there? I'm here, Tim. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so we're just t- t- talking, talking about the weekend. It was it's, it was unusual for you at the weekend. You actually managed to name the same team uh, who played the previous week. That can't have been many games this year where you've managed to do that. Uh, no, I think it's actually it's happened twice, and it's it's happened twice in the same month. I think uh, both Spalding and Corby, uh, we were unchanged, um, and then. How's going? And uh, yesterday, so yeah, it's um, it's amazing that we can uh, call upon the same the same players. Um, sort of, especially we're winning games and, and performing well. So it's it's a massive bonus on that front. Absolutely, and if you look at the result, I mean, it's a, a one-nil result result against Shepshed Dynamo. Shepshed middle uh, currently eleventh, uh, sitting well, sitting just in the middle of the uh, table. Um, uh, not many points. Uh, what they'd have been five, six points ahead of you before five points, I think, before the game started. Um, and uh, you stayed in fifteenth. You were unlucky, really, I guess, with the uh, results that happened around you. Um, but uh, the performance uh, three ga- three wins out of four the only one that you've not won is the Hales-Owen game um, you've talked about the, the advantage in having players back and, and uninjured I think you've only got Scott Bridges uh, possibly one other that's uh, still injured yeah well that's right you know and I, I've said many times if, if we can get these boys fit and, and firing and 
and calling upon our strongest group that we have, um, you know, we will we will do very well. And yeah, the last month proves that. Um, and you know, just going back to Shepshed, you know, they're they're on the on the run of nine nine games without losing. So you know, it was a great great chance to go there, and you know, the, the pitch was difficult to play on, but you know, we went there with with great um, optimism and to get the three points and, and you know it was a wasn't the greatest of watches but you know the performance that we put in and we we limited them to, to no shots on our goal which you know when you're playing against a team that haven't lost in nine um, that's that's pretty good in its own right so you know we we've got a couple of lads that have picked up one or two knocks from yesterday um, because obviously games are coming thick and fast now we've got um Hinkley Wednesday, Coles, Coles Hill Saturday, and then um, I think we've got the Gresley game rearranged for next Wednesday. So all the games now, you know, all three games are at home, and it's a real chance now to, you know, with this group of players to to make a bit more of a statement and try and close the gap between the us and the top ten. Yeah, you didn't, as I said, you stayed in 15th position, but what because the teams at the bottom all lost, you did move further away from that danger zone. And as you say, three home games in succession, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Hilkley, Coles Hill and Gresley. Uh, Hinkley and Gresley, obviously, right in the thick of it, down at the bottom end there. Uh, Hinkley are a point ahead of you. Gresley are, as I say, seven points behind you. Uh, and then Coles Hill thrown in the middle there. I think Coles Hill are currently propping up the top end of the table, I think six or something like that. Uh, but a game you did win uh, right back at the start of the season. Yeah, um, exactly that. And, and it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, you know, we, we've we've struggled against teams that are in and around us for some unknown reason. Um, so it's it's really important Wednesday that we, you know, we, we turn up with the same attitude and, and desire and application of how we've taken the last four games on. And we we try and replicate that going in forward and I think if we do Tim I think you know there's it's a really good team that we've we're putting together and bags of energy bags of pace um so it's really quite positive to to see it all happening now that everybody's fit and you know when I say fit they you know we're we're outrunning teams at the minute we're creating more chances than other teams so if, if we can keep that that up um, I think we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll be a match for anyone as we uh, go into the final sort of quarter of the season. And as you said, uh, night you you including yesterday's game. I think it's nine games in the space of uh, just under five weeks coming up. Uh, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. I think you've only got one Wednesday off uh, um, in the middle of February. Um, you, you you mentioned it's you know you you're getting to the stage where uh, injuries are less of a problem for you, but knocks are still coming, and those can get worse. I mean, obviously the the, the thing that will uh, you know depend that you won't want is you won't want any more serious injuries so you're going to have to rotate players in that uh, period yeah we will and you know we, we actually lose one on Wednesday Tom Wormsley got the winner yesterday he's, uh, his partner's just about to have a baby so you know he's one enforced change for, for Wednesday but yeah it's one or two that because we've got Mikey Davis back and we've got Ali Conway playing games regularly at Newmarket you know as has Ben Bradley been doing that so these lads are all fit now, uh, playing regularly, and you know the idea of those all going there to play games 
and get good minutes was if we do have any issues and problems like that we could have on Wednesday, they can just come straight in and and play, you know, and, and play to a level where we're at. So, you know, hopefully we haven't got to make too many changes. But, you know, there will be one in force for Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um, just I just wanted to touch on. Uh, I know it's, it's not really your bag, but uh, I'm going to talk about you to Paul briefly again later. The, the the in the women's team, obviously the women the, the women are in that are in the same league as Cambridge United, not doing not doing fantastically well, unfortunately. But hopefully, we'll avoid relegation. But I saw that uh, there's this new program in the youth uh, setup started. This I think it's the Wildcat program, uh, uh, women's football or girls football from the ages of five to eleven. Again, I think it's another sign of what what's happening at Cambridge City and, and 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 all that goes with the new ground and everything else but bringing football in for you know and, and trying to build up a, a a better youth base or a bigger youth base for the women's team as well absolutely and that's you know something that when, when we get sourced and it's it's something that we want to you know everything that we do girls boys you know we want to spread our wings so that you know we we're, we're getting as many people involved with our football club as we can and I think if we can do that you know we will be in a position where hopefully the level of performances goes up and, and you sort of get the better players wanting to come and you know and that's what we're trying to achieve you know with the ground that's coming I think there'll be a better grounds sort of certainly outside of step two uh, you know and maybe step one you know so the facility should be a good seller for for both women and boys football and we're looking forward to you know finally getting in there and and having a facility that all the younger generation can come and enjoy and and hopefully they'll come in and, and watch the first team of you know both the women's and the men's team and create a bit more of a buzz and a bit more of a fan base and you know and that'll help the club move forward Absolutely. Well, uh, Robbie, thanks very much for joining us. We shall uh, talk to you again next week. Cheers. Top man. Thanks, Tim. Take there care. There we bye. go. So uh, thanks very much to Robbie for that. I'm glad it uh, worked uh, in the end. Um, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about Histon. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about uh, all things history. As I said, it, it, it was a bit of an unusual weekend. I mentioned that to Lance. Almost the first, I think it was the first thing I opened with. But uh, playing a game of football for Histon has been uh, few and far between recently uh, since the 10th of December when their game against... Uh, well, say, t- take Desborough the week before on the 3rd of December. You had Wellingborough cancelled or postponed. Newport Pagnell postponed. Ains- Ainsbury and uh, God Manchester played a win and a loss. And then... Desborough again was postponed, uh, then Milton Keynes Irish postponed, then Long Buckby postponed, then Newport Pagnell again postponed, uh, till we get to Bugbrook St Michael. Um, and uh, uh, what a game that one turned out to be. This is what uh, Lance had to say uh, following, uh, or yeah, following a strike I spoke to him this morning, following those games. Lance, uh, a bit of a strange day for you yesterday, having to uh, get up and actually play some football for a change. Yeah, it was a strange um, feeling yesterday, I won't lie. I think that was only our third game in nine weeks. So it was, 
somewhat new uh, on a Saturday afternoon rather than shopping or cleaning or doing something that you should be doing around the house. So yeah, it was nice to get out in the fresh air. <laughs> and uh, I was looking at the uh, the halftime scores and see not only that you were three up, but you were three up within 13 minutes. Obviously, everyone on the team was as shocked as you to play and needed to be somewhere else, presumably. <laughs> yeah, possibly. But we said before the game, obviously, because our last game was against Cobb Manchester, we'd lost that game convincingly. And in the manner that we'd lost it, we said that the reaction has had to wait about four or five weeks for that to happen. And we came out of the traps yesterday all firing and uh, Bugbrook uh, couldn't live with us the first 25, 30 minutes. And if it was only three, it could have been four or five in that first half an hour. And I guess, I mean, it, it is difficult. As you say, the last game you played was a 3-0 loss. The one just before that was the Boxing Day game. Um, to play so little football in such a long period of time, uh, to kind of uh, keep everyone match fit i mean levels of fitness obviously will stay but uh stay match fit must be difficult yeah well i think it's impossible to honestly uh i think obviously we train once a week and like we said before we know we, we, we trust them to do their own stuff away from it because obviously with the conditions that we've had we can only get one training session in a week but in that one session we work we work in quite hard you know for an hour and a quarter so you know the lads have been very professional in that in that sense because they've come back and yesterday they showed in that first sort of half an hour um, Bugbrook were like rabbit in headlights, and it was it was it was very warming to see because, like I say, the way we played against God Manchester wasn't acceptable. We, we we put a line under it, and yesterday they they came back with with uh, with, with proper vigour yesterday. And despite the fact that you've had uh, six games postponed since uh, the start of uh, December, it's interesting when you look at the league table where you're still sitting eighth, that you're not a long way behind in terms of games. I think Newport Pagnell have played the least with only 16 and rugby have got 22. So there are a couple of outliers, but the whole league obviously lost games. Is that going to make it difficult as we move towards the end of the season with a lot of fixture jam? Well, I think the league's been very sensible this year. I mean, because obviously we're, we're two clubs less in our league anyway. Um, that helps obviously free up a couple of Saturdays and, and that's what they've done as a, as a league. They they get one or two Saturdays spare. Uh, and so though, now those those Saturdays now are full with the games that have been cancelled. And we've got, I, I still think we only have possibly even two, if, if only three midweek games to come. So it's not too bad, a congestion. Um, and actually sometimes it's better to play than train. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that the league took, league took that view of of leaving those spare because uh, it, it's kind of a thing that a lot of people will forget that don't follow grassroots football that those midweek games aren't just a, a, a late night back home they're time off work potentially and all sorts of problems that that causes. Yeah, it's a big sacrifice for players. You know, like I say, young families, work commitments, trying to get to a Tuesday night game somewhere that could be two hours away. Perhaps you know, the higher you go, certainly was for us last year. So, yeah, so the league has been very sensible this year in, in realising that actually can they just fulfil Saturday afternoon games rather than Tuesday nights. And don't get wrong, there's games, obviously, when you play more localish football, that's fine. But, uh, again, it's still a commitment because players do like to say have to take time off work to get there. And you've got Lutterworth uh, next week who are down uh, scrapping out at the bottom end of the table. Again, uh, a game that on paper um, should be uh, OK for you. But uh, as we've said many times, nothing at this level is is an assurance. No, it's not. I mean, they, I think they lost by the odd goal to rugby last week. So, you know, if you hold the league leader to rugby just to the, to you know to lose by just the one goal, you're obviously giving them a good account of yourself. So, you know, every team can raise them, themselves against the better side. So I, they'll do no doubt different against us uh, at their place. And I think we drew at home, was it three all or four all at home? You know, I think, you know, it's 
one of those games where we should have won on the day. But obviously, we won't take it lightly because obviously, any team could beat anybody on the day. And in terms of uh, playing uh, players, obviously, I mean, presumably the the, the long break uh, got rid of any niggling injuries. Are you how are you doing for uh, the uh, treatment bench? Yeah, we're very good actually. I mean, Dan Brown was in the squad but didn't make the squad yesterday. But he's been he's come back from a, a long term injury. Uh, he played for the reserves last week, um, and so he's getting closer. He's the only real one that's not available right now. And we had a guy come in from Royston Town called Jay Rolf, mm-hmm. who we're kind of we're helping them to help us. Uh, he's he's had a. a a meniscus um, injury in his knee, so he's been out for four or five months. So we're just doing them a favour. And yesterday he looked accomplished. He looked, you know, you could tell he played higher, even though he hadn't played for five or six months. He made a big difference to us. You know, he was assured, uh, and he and he, he cleared up around the back line very well. So, you know, at the moment we've probably got a squad of 16, 17, 18, which is nice to, to pick from. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, I, I suspect the thing they'd be most pleased with is just getting back to playing football. As I said, get get uh, some match sharpness back in there and uh, looking really good. And and as as Lance pointed out, the, the the large number of games that were missed hasn't made a big impact on uh, the way in which the rest of the season will finish. In terms of, um, I think there's a, like you said, one or two uh, midweek games, and that's that's about it. Um, okay, we'll talk about uh, the women's football. Uh, Cambridge City first. Cambridge City had a difficult game against. Uh, a good Ashford side um, uh, it was uh, 3-0 at half time they were down and unfortunately finished 8-2 in the end um, spoke to Paul Burling this morning about uh, what went on there and today's game um, which again is another an, another difficult game against London Seaward this is what he had to say Paul, uh, an interesting game last week, 8-2, the girls lost to Ashford. Um, I guess uh, they scored, which which is a good thing, but uh, unfortunately uh, uh, not a great result. No, no. I mean, the the score doesn't quite reflect the nature of the game. We um, we seem to have got punished for every single mistake we made and we're just not taking our chances when we're in topping games. Now, I know when you lose 8-2, it sounds like you probably weren't in in the game very much but there was long periods of the place especially at nil nil where we had probably three or four clear-cut chances and we didn't take them so we uh, we need to be more ruthless in front of goal and a little bit tighter at the back and i guess it's it it, it seems to be a feature sometimes of the women's game that that it is those missed chances that uh, tend to cost people dearly and once the side gets momentum uh, you, you often see some quite large score lines that's right i mean as a club, we, we can't afford the complacency um, when we're playing against quality opposition, which you do in this league. And uh, we've got to really sort of maintain our own standards in order to keep us moving in the right direction. And, and if that's being tighter at the back, then so be it. If it's being a little bit more ruthless in front of goal, then so be it. And uh, another difficult fixture uh, today with London Seawood, who uh, are starting to uh, gain some momentum. They've got some games in hand over people and, uh, and playing really well. Yeah, look, they're they're firing on all cylinders at the moment. They uh, they had a great result last weekend against Norwich, and it will be a tough game um, for us. We've got a, a couple of injuries, and we've had to call in another another youngster into the squad this morning. Um, but you know, we we keep our chin up. We we go again this weekend, and hopefully, we can get what we deserve in some of the games. And we're just not getting that at the moment. We need a break. You know, we need a, a little bit of luck to turn our way. 
And I guess we've t- we've talked about obviously it, it's the start of kind of a, the, a new beginning really for the whole of Cambridge City Football Club with a new stadium and everything. Um, and I noticed that uh, you've restarted the the Wildcats program, which is a chance for I think five to eleven year old girls to play football, and uh, seems to have uh, started very successfully. Yes, uh, Steve, our head of youth took his first session on Thursday. We're twenty plus in attendance. Um, and it's a, it's always been a really good thing for Cambridge City. We've brought teams through it in the past when we've done it, um, and we just have to bring the next generation through. We've got great youth set up from from 11s up, and the the club is very young, but you know we we need to keep them rolling through um, and get them onto the pitch for City players in the future. And great for grassroots football as a whole to see the bringing in of uh, you know uh, the, the the people who are going to be making those uh, breaks into uh, big football at some time in the future. Hopefully, yeah, definitely. I mean, grassroots football is is why we're here. We are a grassroots club. Um, we are a very young club on and off the pitch. I mean, uh, even our our program this week for the first team was designed by a sixteen year old from top to fi- to bottom. So. Um, we're, we're heading in the right direction. We keep investing in youth and keep trusting in the youth and uh, we'll see what happens going forward. And you say on the injury front for today's game, you're you're reasonably OK? Uh, well, we've got a couple of injuries, as I say. So we've had to bring in um, another 18-year-old into the team uh, or into the squad today, which is Tiana Walker, who's joining us um, from our under-18s and development side. Um, but we're we're heading in the right direction. The the injury list is getting smaller. Certainly is heading in the right direction, definitely. Um, so that's uh, City are playing London Sea. We'll kick off in, what, six minutes at uh, Ely City Football Club. Uh, good luck to them. Hopefully uh, they will uh, get a, a decent result there. But again, it, it is a hard game. Uh, Darren Marjoram and uh, Cambridge United Women uh, spoke to him as well after the Ipswich game yesterday, actually. He was in the NRE. Um, they had a much better week last week uh, against QPR and nil or draw. Um, but uh, they've got an incredibly difficult game today. They're at ha- uh, they're playing hashtag at St Neots again. Kick off in uh, just under f- just over five minutes now, um, and that will be a, that will be a real difficult one. If you look at where hashtag are, they are top of the league, uh, having played a game less than Actonians, but already being six points ahead. Not lost this season, only one draw. They've only dropped two points. Uh, this is what Darren had to say uh, when I spoke to him yesterday. Darren, a nil-all draw against a strong QPR side uh, just below you in the league. It was an important game not to drop points, but you feel you could have done better. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just a case of that maybe not so much we could have done better, but definitely we could have got more than a point out of the game. We, we hit the crossbar, we had a penalty appeal, turned down late in the game. Um, our keeper made one good save, but you know, really I felt we had some, some great moments in the game. And For us, it's about being resilient a bit more. We've been a little bit too easy to beat at times, um, if I'm honest, and, and so you know, we have worked a bit more on trying to be a bit more difficult to break down. Um, so that's where we was at, and, and I felt like it worked really well. We, we played well, we, gave, we showed a real fight and desire which is something we need to see so um, yeah pleased with quite a lot of the game like I say we, we, we'd like to have finished the game off and won it but certainly pleased with the clean sheet and as you said it was important not to concede I guess uh, you, you've, you've given away a number of goals and made it a little bit easy sometimes for people to beat you yeah definitely we, we spoke during the week in the lead up to the game and and before the game about you know how much those individual errors have cost us recently because against Ashford we far by far dominated the game only scored one um, but equally it's like we gave away two really sloppy goals and then again Actonians, you know, three of the four goals are, are, are 
every goal's preventable, but these were really bad mistakes that we've just got to clean up on. So we accept that. You know, I accepted that, that certainly one of the goals against Ashford, I take complete responsibility for. It was the way that we set up from a corner. Um, so we're all in it together, but ultimately we've got to cut those errors. And we referenced it before the game. I was really pleased because our number of individual errors in the game was vastly reduced, and, and that showed in the performance that we had. And a good time, I suppose, for that to happen, given that you've got hashtag uh, tomorrow really running away with the league at the moment. It's going to be a difficult game for you. Yeah, it is. Actually, we said that straight afterwards, myself and Ben Yeomans, when we were talking, said, you know, what a good time to go and get a clean sheet. Um, yeah, it's going to be really tough, really tough game for us. But, uh, you know, for us, it's about these are the, the games where we want to test ourselves against the best sides. And look, we're going to be under pressure. We're not going to have much of the ball. Um, but... You know, there's lots of ways to win a game of football. You don't have to have the majority of the ball, but you have to be difficult to break down if you're going to get something out of these games. So that's what we've asked the players to do. That's what we've worked on. So now it's about can we go and deliver that on the pitch? And I guess it gives you a little bit of license to, 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 free, to free people up and play a bit more adventurous. You're not expected to win. Um, so you can go out there with a little less fear, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I hope that comes across with the players. I hope they don't go out there and play with fear. We won't know until, until kick-off. But I hope they don't go out there with fear because ultimately we, we have just as much every right to go and get something out of that game as, as Hashtag do. Uh, we've got a guy out there now. We've, we've got good players, good squad, depth to it so we can bring players on and change the game either way. Um, so we've got a guy out there with the confidence that we know the game plan of how we're going to go and try and get something from the game and stick to it. And, and, and I'm pretty sure if we do that, we will get something from it. So, yeah, it, we could go out there with a little bit of freedom, but equally what I really want to see more than anything else is, is a real fight and a desire to stay in the game and make sure that we can try and uh, take the game as long as we can where we're in, in a chance of getting a result. And in terms of injuries, uh, are you OK at the moment? Not too bad. Uh, Carrie Bennett won't, won't feature, unfortunately, because she picked up hamstring injury in training. Um, but other than that, we're looking fairly good. Um, you know, these bugs and illnesses that we've all been having over the last few weeks appear to have cleared up a bit more now. So, yeah, we're, we're not looking too bad. Uh, Carrie's the one that we know won't make it, but uh, otherwise we're looking OK. Well, good luck to uh, both the women's team. Kick off in uh, two or three minutes uh, at Ely uh, against London Seaward for City and at St Neots uh, for, uh, at, again, two o'clock for, um, sorry, against Hashtag. I uh, can't decide whether to give some gardening, uh, which I really, really have to do, or go and watch the second half of that game. I suspect second half of that game is going to win out there. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks to Matt, to Lance, to Robbie, uh, to Darren and to Paul. Um, and uh, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Lynchy for writing in. Um, oh, please stay where you are. It's uh, uh, plenty left to come on the, the radio this afternoon. It's Strummers and Dreamers with Les Ray up. Uh, but until next week, thanks very much, and uh, we will see you again. Hopefully, wins under the belt. me you've got a family and a business and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down with Woodfine solicitors that's exactly what happens i got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team they really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation which was well that's another story anyway the best thing was that it all happened online a few simple clicks and i had my quote that freed up time to focus on everything else get the help you need when you need it most visit woodfinds.co.uk or call cambridge 411421 woodfinds cutting through the red tape this is cambridge 105 radio bringing community radio to our city siobhan rouse is the head teacher of harston and newton community primary school and she's been telling us what community radio means to her 
Community is really important to us as a school and it's been made very clear during lockdown and community radio brings communities together and shows that strength and encourages people.